to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Go there and choose the tier that best suits your preference to get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 14 News Update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. In addition to all this, you can get monthly swag bags. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description, or go through our link tree and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs with fantastic designs by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hair. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level, so get over there and join the fun. And now to this week's guest. Greg Martin is a very old friend of mine. We came up together in Indiana's hardcore scene. He's one of the few people that became a lifelong friend to me. He is the mastermind behind Reverent Music, and a certified weirdness enthusiast. This time we get to hear all about his experience with shadow people, but we spend most of the interview theorizing about Bigfoot and cryptozoology in general. This was a very fun conversation, so let's jump right in. All right, Greg Martin. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. I'm hyped. I'm We've been trying to make this happen for a while now, and uh, every time we get together, we end up just talking for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three hours, and then something crazy happens. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's just jump right into it. Like, okay. the first thing I, I really want to know is, like, what... Because you're not really um, involved directly in, like, the Fortean community, right? But, like you're a big fan of it yeah. right so well, like I'm i super interested yeah so i i really want to know like what first piqued your interest in all of it um i mean it's i told you a little bit when we were talking before but i always liked monsters and stuff growing up watching the universal movies and the classics and i always liked i never was super big on horror films but i did like some but I always liked the idea of things like that and things like Bigfoot. And I was more interested in aliens growing up watching the X-Files. I loved aliens. I always thought it was super cool and I thought it was super plausible. I mean, there's a whole universe out there and we don't know what's there. So, you know, I mean, yeah. there's just so many things to think about and I don't know what to believe or, I mean, to quote Mulder, I mean, I want to believe. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, I guess I'm just really like the idea of what could be out there and hearing stories and hearing cases about supernatural events, whether it be cryptids or ghosts or aliens or whatever you want to lump it into. I just, I don't know. It's so peculiar and it's not something you hear every day. I don't know. I just find it so fascinating and interesting. And so, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, um, have you had any experiences? You, I think you've mentioned to me that you had one, right? One anomalous experience. I've had one experience in my life that I can't explain, but now I've heard very similar ones from different tales and people talking, but, um, I guess if Would it you mind sharing be, it? Yeah. Um, I was... I would have probably been 19 or 20 years old. And I was still living at home at the time. 
And I remember I had a fairly good-sized bedroom that uh, had streetlights right outside, big windows. And so even late at night, it was never dark. Even if blinds and curtains hit, it still light would come through. And I was laying in bed one night and I was facing the windows. And on the opposite end of the room, I had a, I had a closet. And I remember waking up and being wide awake, but I couldn't move. And I couldn't talk, but I could feel this presence in the corner of the room. And even though I couldn't move, I could move my eyes and I could see just in the corner of the room a very dark and ominous shadow with just a very large... I mean, if I had to say how tall it was, I mean, it was taller than my door to the closet, which was, you know, probably seven, eight feet tall. I I want to say... I think that the room was probably nine-foot ceilings. I would say, and it was close to touching the top. And I'm just laying there and I can just, I, it's, it's, it's black shadow. It's just like hovering towards me. Like, it's like, it's just a, a dark, you can't see through it. I don't see any features, but it's the shape of like a person. Right. And it's just, it's just like glide. I mean, if I had to say a word to describe it, it'd be gliding, just like gliding slowly towards me. And I'm trying to yell out, because I mean, and it's not that it's like, oh, it's just in my imagination, it's dark. There's light filling the whole room from the streetlights because I live like I lived like right on like a highway road basically, and mm-hmm. and it was just so pronounced, pure black, and I trying to just yell out, and it gets right to the edge of my bed. And then it's gone, and then I can move my body entirely. And I remember just getting up and turning the lights on. I was like, well, I am not going back to sleep tonight. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to do something. But I just remember thinking, I have no idea what is happening because I know I'm awake. This is not a dream. I'm staring right at this thing, and I just don't know what to think about it. And for years, I didn't think about it again. It never happened again. I never had anything like it again. And now hearing all these different podcasts and I hear people talking of shadow people, shadow figures, that's the only thing I've ever heard that I'm like, it sounds exactly like even, even hearing the, the interview that Ryan did talking about some of his past when he was talking about, I'm like, dude, that sounds just like what I went through. Yeah. Like just like it. And I mean, I don't know what else I could describe that it would be besides a shadow figure, a shadow person, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I remember just a, a moment of sheer terror and panic and then it was gone. Dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's heavy. Those like sleep paralysis type experiences yeah. where you're just stuck there. That's not something I've ever experienced, but like I've, those terrify me. Like the idea of just being stuck while something you're you're scared of is getting closer and closer and closer to you. Yeah. Like, and having no man. control. Yeah. It's like you're watching it happen to you, but you can't do anything. Yeah. <sighs> Even scarier are the the sleep paralysis experiences where like the entity is on top of the person. I you can't know what imagine. I mean? Like that's another really common one is like the idea of like the hag, the old hag yeah. entity that comes with sleep paralysis, where it's like basically sitting on their chest. Oh man! You're like, my god, that just sounds awful. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough knowing you're in the same room with something and having, I mean, literally no control. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, there was no physical touch. I mean, that just sounds so much worse. <laughs> sounds so much worse. Yeah. Actually feeling it on top of you. Yeah, feeling the weight yeah. and the pressure. Oh, I'm good. Dude, oh. yeah. I That's, mean... But, like, Ryan Ryan has had a bunch of experiences with, with shadow people. Yeah. And, like, some, 
so and they vary in how like sort of scary the situations were to him you know yeah i think it was i i think some of that comes with how often it's happened to him yeah maybe he's just so used to it yeah yeah which is wild i mean i don't know how you get used to that right it would i mean it would have to happen every single day for years and even then it's amazing what a person could get used to though that's true i mean i guess it's very true but it's just hard to fathom that for if you don't experience something like that regularly or even in general where if maybe it's happened one time or a handful yeah i just don't nope i'm good yeah agreed i think i'd rather see a ufo or something than yeah right yeah that's the good one i'm i'm constantly like begging for for experiences because i've never had one but like that's the one i really want i you know either spot a ufo or maybe see like a see a cryptid from like you know three or four hundred yards away i'd be into that yeah i don't think you want to see like dog man up close or anything i mean no no i'll pass on that (laughs) for sure i don't think i want to see any of them up close (laughs) yeah same i I wouldn't want to see a bigfoot up close either just rip your limbs apart yeah I remember, like, going to the zoo in middle school and being nervous about being, like, 50 feet from a gorilla. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just, like, seeing how powerful they are. They could literally just rip your arms off. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine, like, walking through the bush and, like, you come through a clearing and suddenly there's a nine-foot Sasquatch standing five feet from you. You That that shit would be scary. No, I'm good. I mean, it'd be cool to know yeah. that they're really out there or anything. I mean, yeah, of course. But like I said, I'd, I'd much rather see it from a hundred yards away. I would too. I mean, I definitely think there's things out there that we don't know. I mean, they even say like the ocean, like they say over like ninety percent of the creatures in the ocean we haven't even discovered yet. Yep, that's true. <sighs> that's know, true. Man. I mean, that's the question, right? How much of that? translates right like because you always hear that statistic about the ocean and you you also always hear that like well we're discovering new species all the time right but yeah that's mostly people leave out the fact that that's mostly very small species species of insects Insects. species of you know like and it's in like the deepest most remote parts of like the amazon rainforest yeah and, rainforest or the you know oceans I mean? or yeah yeah places that you're not typically yeah. gonna be yeah yeah like when's the last time we discovered you know a megafauna yeah. creature like a big I, I bet it i'm pretty sure it's been a while i think the last like creature i remember like really being discovered was like a like a like a once thought prehistoric shark that they had found in, like iceland or somewhere like that i remember that was a few years back or so. I mean, it's probably been 15 years. I yeah. don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so few much years, stuff 15 years. Uh, dude, whatever. I, you know it. I mean, we're just talking I about know. stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. for sure. Um, and you always hear like about the mountain gorilla, how it was, you know, all these creatures that were considered cryptids before they were officially discovered, but like, it's been a while. I think mainstream science is almost certain that we've discovered every large mammal on earth. Right. Yeah, surely. I mean, I mean, for the most part, unless you're going to some remote area that they're just really good at seclusion and hiding and sure, you know, disguising themselves. And that's the argument for the Sasquatch, right? Is that they're in there. See, and that's why I buy, I buy the, the possible existence of Bigfoot in places like the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? In these like massive arboreal forests. Yeah. That, that there are definitely parts of that forest that, that human beings have never stepped on there. I mean, I, I, I went to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's been several years now, but going to 
even just like North State Washington, and they have their own rainforest yeah. with their own their own animals that exist nowhere else in the world. Yeah, the Roosevelt elk only lives there. Yeah, and you, you're walking through this place, and it's I mean you're in a jungle basically. I mean, yeah, it's not like a normal deciduous forest or anything you'd find around here. I mean, in Indiana, yeah, we've got. Yeah. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, dude, there could be things that we have no idea. Yeah. And maybe people have seen things, but, man, this is the kind of things I like to think about. Yeah. But it makes me just want to know. That's why, that's why I find it hard to believe that there's not aliens and things like that out there, because we're one planet right. among infinite stars essentially I mean yeah. how can we think that it's not possible that we're the only life here I mean there's gotta be something yeah at least at least that's the way my brain thinks same same That's that seems like a fair assumption what I was gonna say is I have trouble buying the like Bigfoot sighting here in Indiana yeah you know what I mean because yeah. there are you'd be shocked there are a lot of Bigfoot sightings in Indiana, and there's nothing here geographically. There's literally a town. I'm in southern Indiana. There's literally a town called Paoli that's barely over an hour from where I live, where people are convinced that they see Bigfoot all the time there. And granted, there's woods really? and things, you know. Oh yeah, because I'm in, I'm in the part of Indiana where we're, I'm really close to Kentucky. There's lots of there's lots of hills. It gets trees. a little hillier. Down yeah, there's there, right? oh, yeah. it's nothing like it's nothing like. Uh, you know, yeah. central Indiana, where it's where just cornfields. Yeah, which were where I grew up too. But yeah, I mean, it's way different here. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a town where people are convinced. That's interesting. I like to look into that. The BFRO, who that you know people report their Bigfoot sightings to, yeah. has several from the county I live in, and I have to call bullshit on those. Because there is nothing here. I, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a big, a big walking hybrid man ape thing walking around there. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way, dude. There is there isn't a single. There isn't a group of trees in this county that you can't see through. Yeah, like there's not and that's thick not an forest. exaggeration. No, yeah, there's not. There's not no thick way. enough woods. This area could not support. A, a 500, 600, thousand pound predator. Yeah. You know, there's no way. There aren't enough barn mice in this county to feed a Bigfoot for one day. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, some of them feel so disingenuous. Like, because yeah. there's no way there's a Bigfoot in Blackford County, Indiana. So here's my logic on that. Okay. I don't know if you'd consider the idea of Bigfoot to be a predator or maybe a hunter, probably more of a hunter gatherer kind of thing. I don't know. Sure. But most predators only travel a certain amount of distance, like a mountain lion. They're only going to go so far. They're going to stay in their zone. Yeah. So there's always the chance that like, you know, there's stray animals that maybe get pushed out by a more dominant alpha predator, whatever, or maybe they pass through a region and they find a new home. Maybe, but if you're looking at the idea of a Bigfoot being real, and it's this massive, I mean, walking biped, a, a huge creature, okay, hundreds of pounds, yeah, it's gonna have to eat a lot of food. Yep. I mean, whether that be a deer yep. or plenty of fish, it's, so that it's, it's gonna be near a good water source. But if if the, my point is. That if this animal is supposed to be a master of disguise and they can't, no one's able to really prove its existence because it's just so good at blending into its environment, you would have to have very thick woods, very, I mean, places for it to hide. Yeah. You're not going to find that in scrappy forests around central Indiana and just clumps of trees because most of it's cornfields. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's my that's my take. That I agree. So that's when we get into like maybe 
maybe Bigfoot, maybe Sasquatch isn't a flesh and blood creature, right? Yeah. Because if you go there, if if you consider maybe it's something interdimensional, something, um, something paranormal, right? Then maybe it could be seen in central Indiana, right? Maybe it doesn't need a deer to eat or a good water source. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, you know, stepping in and out of these, you know, through the veil, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, I mean, because then do you take the sighting seriously, right? If you think about Bigfoot that way? I mean, if that were the case, I mean, if you could prove that that were the case, it would blow the doors off so many theories. It would, it would open up endless possibilities. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like what you've always said, and I have something you've always said that I liked. If you could prove one of these things, then it brings in the possibility for so many things. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. many possible cryptids or creatures or whatever you want to call them. Yep. Um, it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Like Bigfoot's kind of the enigma. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it sometimes because some days I'm like, I hear stories. I'm like, that could be real. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for your brain to fathom because we we only know what we know. It seems like, and physical evidence is most people's thing. It's whether that be religion or whatever you want to talk about. But yeah, I mean, at least that's how I think about things. Like, sure, I I would love to buy into so many things because I just think it's awesome. I think it's cool. The stories are cool. It sparks creativity and imagination in ways that you don't get in everyday life. So I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love the idea of an interdimensional creature that can teleport or transport to different spots. And if that were the case, then it would make it way more credible to be like, oh, I saw a a Bigfoot right here in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Or Yeah. That would make more sense to see one in that aspect as opposed to a creature that's supposed to be a master of disguise in the middle of nowhere to hide right i mean yeah because obviously there's no way this area could support a breeding population of you know something that big there's no way so if if it is something you know ultra terrestrial or whatever then i guess maybe the maybe the sightings could be taken seriously and i honestly i tend to lean toward the idea that Bigfoot is something more than just a biological creature. More than just right? because so, Yeah, because so many of the reports describe it doing things that biological creatures aren't capable of. You like know? just disappearing over yeah. the side of a hill. <laughs> yep. Following it yep. and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Not, I mean, a bear's not going to be gone. Yeah. Exactly. You're at least going to see where it went, yeah. right? Um, and like of course there are all those classic reports from like Skinwalker Ranch of people seeing like Bigfoot stepping through a portal and like you know there there's lots of correlation between Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings you know happening at the same time so maybe we're talking like people are seeing extraterrestrials extraterrestrials yeah yeah I mean that's what's so cool about it is like the idea of Bigfoot or a Sasquatch it's like a canvas yeah that you can paint however you want that day that's the thing about yeah Bigfoot's like the one that's like has so many things behind it I mean I don't I haven't read enough into it to like be like oh yeah I know a lot because I don't but that's like the one that like you hear people they have so many theories yeah and the smart ones the ones that I really respect are the people that are like I don't know, but it could yeah. be this, 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 or this. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one, the more of an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. They see more than I'm, one possibility. I'm instantly turned off by ideologues, by people who are just like, this is what I believe. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people who are super rigid in their beliefs about anything yep. kind of turn me off. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Bigfoot stories because they'll, they contradict themselves constantly. It's just, it's such a weird thing. And I don't know if that's just like a lens of seeing how, you know, wacky human beings are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how much different shit they can make up 
you know that might oh, that might be sure. half of it you know what i mean or more and i'm sure a lot of it is people just want to maybe have their voice heard and they just want to be like oh i'm yeah. a bigfoot story and it's totally fabricated but yeah i'm looking forward to your story about your dad oh yeah yeah whatever you decide to I'm, drop that little nugget yeah i'm i'm trying to get him on i'd like to do a fireside chat with him at some point and just let him let him just, tell it just let him go because man he's been telling that story for like 30 years yeah and it's he's got it he's got it honed down to a fine point i think that <laughs> makes stories more believable when yeah they remain consistent yeah yeah definitely and like my dad was like a drink around the fire type of guy when i was a kid right yeah, yeah. and like i yeah every weekend was spent like around the fire listening to him like tell sometimes he would tell the story more than once in a night <laughs> like that's it was okay. that often right? that's cool hey, if it's a good story yeah. it's cool yeah i remember several occasions where he'd tell the story and then like a couple more of his friends would show up later in the night and he'd tell it again because they missed the again. first time yeah the second um, show it's all good exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm very familiar with the story i've also considered when we when we cover bigfoot eventually on the show which we we have to eventually right of course Um, writing the story based on his story that'd be cool yeah and you know beefing it up and making it even more dramatic and yeah yeah i think that'd be cool that would be Um, cool but yeah yeah um so we know each other through music. We we played music to get played in bands that toured together and played shows together and all that like a long time ago. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it, hard to believe, but yeah. I don't I don't think we quite realized how long it had been until we, you know, we talked. This it's been like close to 15 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um but you have this awesome project that you do now reverent music yeah where it's like more focused it's mostly focused on like ambient guitar stuff right yeah for the most part so what i'm curious about is and before i ask the question honestly i'm, I'm probably the music that you the audience are hearing right now behind us talking is gonna be reverent music cool we don't yeah we don't normally <laughs> we we normally use it for the debrief in the main episodes but just because you're on the show i'm we're gonna use it for this episode cool. for sure hey, that's fine i appreciate yeah. that so you know thank you for contributing that to the show and oh man I'm happy to do it yeah i'm i was stoked about it because it works it works brilliantly for the show it's the like the perfect vibe and I, so I really just wanted to ask, like, do you, do you feel like your interest in like in the Fortean stuff has influenced your your approach to songwriting or music or had any effect on it? Absolutely. Um, for me, like especially the first song that I that I gave you guys to use, um, Dying Star, I wrote. I want to say it was like five or six songs at the time when I wrote that one. And it was more, maybe not cryptid-based, but it was more of the idea of exploring the universe and the idea of life other than our own planet and what we perceive as the fundamentals of our own existence. So I just imagine, (laughs) I'm just going to sound like I'm on drugs or something when I was thinking about it. I don't do drugs, I'm just saying. I just imagine myself just floating through space and like what I would see and I tried to write music that would basically provide the soundtrack for that at least for me so yeah. I'm really interested in the idea of life other than what we know on this planet and I don't know that was a huge influence for me at the time and I still think about it a lot I love the idea of space and the yeah. possibilities of what could be out there life wise and I don't know. I mean, I've never wrote a song about like Bigfoot or the Van Meter Visitor, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to think about. Like, I was working on a song earlier. Um, it was actually one I was telling you about 
I came up oh. with an idea of when I was working the other day, but it definitely has a more ominous, darker kind of sound to it that yeah. makes me think of things like that where, I don't know. I Monsters? Mean, yeah, definitely. It definitely yeah. has a, a much darker, creepy vibe to it, at least the recording's going that way so far. So it's That's not cool. my normal style. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of your like song titles kind of denote that like you know space and aliens and contact and you know that sort of theme hey well the that last the last song that i had sent you uh that you said that you were interested in using in your missing 401 i think you said that yeah you might use it for that that one is called through the veil yeah so that one was definitely about different you know what I mean? Like the unknown, the yeah. stepping in through the, you know, just, yeah, I was thinking about that when I wrote that one. I mean, yeah, because I was, when That's I wrote awesome. that, I was thinking of your guys' podcast and what would, what would fit. So, yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a favorite case or cryptid? Mm, just in general or stories you've done? I mean, just in general. In general? Oh, man. I really like the Kashtaka. Um, I think that I I really like the Native American kind of things pulled into like the Because the, it seems like those stories have so much more history and it's more embedded. And it has, they usually yeah. have way more details that make the story feel more real. As opposed to like, yeah. oh, man, I was out on my farm and I saw this big <laughs> winged thing come out and it's probably a bat, but... You know, I mean, yeah. Jersey Devil or whatever, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which I, I like that one a lot. Um, I think the Van Meter Visitor, I think that's super cool. Whether it's a, a pterodon or a pterodactyl kind of thing, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a super cool story. Um, there's so many cool ones. Some of them I don't really yeah. buy; they they don't seem as credible. But some of them, I, you you hear the story, I'm like, man, like. The amount, I think what captivates me is the detail. I'm a very detail-oriented person, whether it's music or the way I do certain things. Um, that's just who I am. So like when the stories have way more detail and it doesn't seem overly embellished, it seems more real to me. Yeah. That's what I always look for in like an eyewitness account is like details that don't contribute to the drama. Yeah. Like when someone remembers that they like use their left hand to push the car door open yeah you know what i mean like that's not a detail that makes it a cooler or scarier story it's just in their head yeah it just seems and it makes the whole thing feel more real it seems more authentic yeah yeah cuz i know when you know when i've had like traumatic experiences in the past all the little details yeah. are what replay in your head mhm all the tiny little inconsequential things are what you see over and over again when you're reliving yeah, it. They would seem mundane at the time or not important at all, yeah. but it's the things that help paint the picture in my mind. Yeah. To help it. Yeah. It just gives it the authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about the native, about the native culture stuff, like the Kashtaka. Well, um, there's the other one too. I, I, um, the other one that's in like what's that in Alaska, Nahana Valley. Nahana Valley. Yeah, that that story. Yeah, that's that got me too. I really liked. If we're going off just stuff you did, the the last one, one of the last ones you did, it was the. Uh, oh man, the Ozark Howler. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. It was like thirty minutes, but dude, I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah, like, just because nice. it's like it's like it's Thank like you. hearing a it's like hearing a novel. You know what I mean? Like. It's like yeah, many short stories. Yeah, that one got a little out of hand. That it became nah, like dude. a thirty-minute audio nah. drama. No, nah, it was perfect. It was perfect. Oh yeah, I could listen to them like that every time. I love the stories. Like that's, I mean, the deep breeze great. I wish I could write them like that every time. I mean, you're just gonna have to try harder, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to kick it up a notch. <laughs> no, dude, you're doing. You, you guys do so much. I mean. I, I mean, just the time that has to go into it. I can't. 
I can't imagine it. And having five kids and yeah. I mean, it's basically it's somewhere between a part time and a full time job at this point. I mean, no, for sure. I mean, thinking of all the yeah. production you guys put into it, the editing, the adding the sounds, and not yep. not to mention. I mean, the writing the story, I mean, that takes time too, but the research, you have to do it. Because even if you know a lot of the story, you're still going to want to get more details and make it as good as you can. Absolutely. I mean, if you care about it, you will, which I know you do. I'll be honest. There have only been, since we started the show, there have only been a handful of maybe three or four subjects that we've covered that I felt like I knew enough about before I... I had decided I was going to do an episode to write a story yeah. about it. Like I've had to do, cause I love, I, I've loved this stuff for a long time, yeah. but this podcast has been an incredible excuse to gather lots of detailed information about all this stuff that yeah. I never had a reason to before. You know what I mean? Like I'd listen to a story and go like, Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like now I have to like dig deep and do like hours and hours of research while I'm writing. But it shows though. I mean, there's so many people that who are doing these kind of podcasts now, it seems like, but they just lack the detail. There's, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, Um, but I feel like you guys are exceptional about the fine details that you don't hear. Like you'll hear all sorts of podcasts about the exact same subject and some are great and some of them are lackluster. It's just yep. kind of, they just kind of go over the basic points and that's it. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of people in, in this niche that are basically just reading the Wikipedia page to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of bums me out. Like I can read a Wikipedia page, Yeah, you know, like if, if that's what you're doing, cause like we all cover a lot of the same things. Yeah. I could, you know, if I needed to, I could write down a list probably of 20 shows that have covered a lot of the same subjects we've covered, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are shows that I'm familiar with, or I know the people who do them. Mm-hmm. And the difference is the people who do it well tell you about this thing and they give you their unique perspective on it, right? Yeah. I could listen to 10 different good podcasts on the same subject and get 10 different shows. Yeah. You know, but you can listen to 10 shitty shows cover the same (laughs) subject and you're listening to them read the same Wikipedia page to you. Just talking about the exact same thing. Yeah. And they don't offer any, any perspective that's unique. They don't, you know what I mean? And I'm not, you know, going to cast shade on anyone specifically, but you podcasters know who you are. (laughs) Shame on you. Yeah, for real. For real. Oh, man. I I don't know. I'm what I was going to say originally was I, I have a lot of appreciation for the, the stories that come from native culture because they give this, like this cultural, this cultural context that a lot of the newer ones don't have right like you can see a legend progress through a culture over the period of hundreds of years yeah which is embedded in their history yeah as opposed to like a lot of them that's like serious thing like uh, was it the kashtaka one where they're like yep you know we don't even talk about we speak with reverence about them like it's a serious matter as opposed to like if you said you know that oh man i I think Bigfoot's probably real. Most people look at you like you're a, a lunatic, which yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, who I mean, knows? Who knows? That's the fun part that we might all be crazy. Um, I think we all are in some ways. Yeah, probably, probably true. But yeah, it's the same with like the legends around skinwalkers, with you know, with the Navajo, with um, Wendigo in the like great lakes tribes like those things are spoken of very rarely and they're spoken like of highly reverentially yeah they don't want any bad mojo coming their way yeah Yeah, it's taken very seriously 
Yeah. Which I, I think that's another reason why I love the Kashtaka so much is because it's sort of like it has like the big physical presence of like a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot yeah. type creature, but yeah. it has that like that cultural context of like a skinwalker. Yeah. And not to mention it has like razor teeth. Yeah. Those needle teeth, dude. <laughs> needle teeth that don't change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's gnarly. Yeah. But it has like the the shapeshifter type legend that that skinwalkers have. It has the like um siren song type stuff. It's dude, the Kashaka has everything. It has yeah. it all. That's why it's my favorite. That's a good one. It's a, it's yeah. one, I think it's one of the best stories. It's one of my favorite ones you guys have done, honestly. Well, that story was based on um, Harry Culp's story. The the strangest story ever told was what his daughter named it. When she published it. The one that came back and said, I don't want to hear about it again. He wanted to leave the yeah. island or wherever he was. and Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's a crazy story that that dude told. And yeah. I, like... I kind of condensed it. I feel like because Kushtaka was our third episode ever. Yeah. And I, I'd love to come back to it at some point. Yeah. And re like rewrite that story and like because I I condensed it a lot because yeah. we were just yeah. starting out. I wasn't really sure what to do with it. You were still getting your storytelling going too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do something more of the style that we did, like the Ozark Howler with oh, the Kushtaka. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. I mean, the, the the storytelling is just getting better as your show's progressed. I mean, I mean they're all good. Even the first episodes. I mean, you can tell you're getting your footing, but yeah. it, they're still good. Like the 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 attention to detail is still there. I mean, there's still great stuff. It's just be cool if you could do your sound design that you guys are doing now. And oh yeah, be awesome. Yeah, and now that you guys are in your groove and. I sort of wish we'd started the sound design faster, but I'm I'm just glad we got there eventually. When was that? Was it the Haunted Highways? Was that the first one? Yep. Because yeah. I remember like I remember like being at work and hearing like the car radio coming on stuff. I'm like, whoa, this is different. This is <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big jump. Honestly, it was um, it was really we were I was influenced by a podcast called Beliefful. Okay. And they're like super good. It's like three brothers that do a pot do the podcast together and their research is like top notch and they do fantastic sound design. Like you should definitely check them out. I feel sure. like I, I feel them. like I've seen their podcast pop up on my Spotify. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I have. Could be. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were recommended like for people who listen to us, for oh, sure. man, I get yeah, because I get the recommendations for you and Strangeology and Bigfoot Society. I get yeah, so there's yeah. so many I have. I, I would like to check out. I just have it. Yeah. Okay. So before we end, just let the the audience know where they can find you online. What you know, anything you're working on that you're looking forward to, any okay. of that. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my name on there is uh, Reverent Music. Um, I'm on Spotify. You search Reverent Music too. Probably just Reverent. I think I think Reverent, and then it's like the same picture. It's side profile of me, <laughs> just a, just an average looking dude. And then um, you can find me on Bandcamp. Uh, I'm in the process of. I'm always trying to make some new music, but I'm in the process of making a heavy album right now. Um, I actually have five songs done that I actually just released, but there were some weird things on them at the end. So I'm re-releasing those soon. So I'm going to drop that here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, that's the main places you can find me. If you want to interact, I'm, Instagram's the place, I guess. Right on. And also, every single week on every single episode, you can just go in our show notes and find links to basically all of his socials and website and all that because like i said he contributes music to the show it's what you usually hear under the debrief on the main episodes um dude thank you so much for doing this finally i'm so glad we got it done oh man finally it's a pleasure it's been great thank you thank you thank you 
from the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, behind the scenes, or just keeping up on our day to day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy a blanket, buy a pillow, anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.